Flat paper, penny loafers, lucky strike green. Flat tops, sock tops, duty baker, Pepsi, please. Oh, John, there, John. Uh, Let's stop there. We, we had uh, uh, flat tops uh, and uh, uh, sock hops. Some of the things that I've always been surprised that when we have younger listeners call in, that they did not, in fact, know what a sock hop was because it was ever-present in the days of Tom Kearney and his ilk and, uh, and in fact, probably their parents. Uh, but uh, that's one of the things that will be a part of the song that we're listening to tonight, and we'll want you to tell us what it was and why it came to be called that and so on. So the, and the, the things that we've heard so far are some of the things that we talked about the other night. Lucky Strike Green, uh, for instance, and... Uh, Flypaper. We had a quite interesting talk about flypaper the other night, something that one does not encounter these days. Okay, John, let's pick up where we left off. Do you remember these? Cigar bands on your hand, your daddy's socks roll down. Sticks, no plugs, and aviator caps with flaps that button down. Hold it right there. Hold it out. The, your daddy's socks roll down. Uh, I can't make very much of that unless it was something not unlike uh, what the young ladies, girls wore, particularly the ones that like to squeal about Frank Sinatra, uh, sloppy socks where they they were rolled down and were not pulled up the the legs as they would be in the next generation. But uh, that's uh, another part of what we might want to remember. Let's go a little more, John. Movie stars on Dixie Cup tops and knickers to your knees. Ah, uh, do you remember these? And, uh, got to the hit parade. About Great John, hold on, hold on now. We need to come back to the hit parade in just a second. But I got to tell you about wearing my knickers and uh, the fact that my playmates made fun of me because they, they were corduroy and they were my whistling knickers. To graduate from short pants or knickers, to full-length pants was a sign, true sign in the days of my youth of moving on in age and becoming uh, something closer to an adult. Now, John, can we go back and start with your hit parade? The hit parade, great truade, the Sadie Hawkins dance. Hold on right there. Now, there, this is where we start for tonight, and this is where we want to hear from you. There's a there's a threesome there that we can play off of a little bit Uh, uh if you want to see if you remember these, if there's any nostalgia for a day gone by. In the early days of, of television, one of my favorite programs was Your Hit Parade, and it had been on radio for a number of years. Uh, they were already taking surveys to see what the number one tunes were, and they did, they discovered that by, among other things, uh, taking that accounting for the amount of sheet music that was sold as well as in the early days of selling records and, and things like that. And your hit parade was on the radio and on television. And on television, I think they had time to play seven songs. And uh, they would start with, like, number seven and work down to, to number one. And there were people like uh, Dorothy Collins was one of the females, uh, Giselle McKenzie, who sang on your hit parade in the 1960s, one of the most popular problems on television. Of course, the music business was a little bit simpler then, a little bit uh, not as many acts and not as many varieties of music. Uh, and uh, one of the each week on your hit parade, they had to come up with another way 
to sing the song and dramatize it so that it would uh, be uh, be uh, recognizable uh, as the song that was popular all over the country. Uh, two songs that I remember their dramatizations of was one called This Old House. If you know what This Old House was all about, you get a gold star. You need to call me at 860-9783. This Old House, 860-9783. And another one, The Naughty Lady of Shady Lane. What was the naughty lady's problem? 860-9783-860-WPTF are the, uh, the, uh, the, the two songs we have out there for you to answer uh, from your hit parade. The Naughty Lady of Shady Lane, what was her problem? And This Old House, what was behind that song? They were both on your hit parade. Tom Kearney on WPTF. 9.15 is our time. We'll come back and have some more nostalgia for some more memories after this. And you can give us a call, 860-9783, while we're away. Tuesday night, I believe it's uh, September 1, year 2010. We're into another month. Uh, in terms of the meteorologist, uh, the, uh, this begins fall. The fall actually begins astronomically around September 21st. And by the way, Rod Gonski, our resident weather guy, uh, will be our guest on Thursday night to talk about the weather. Tonight, we're continuing a little bit of nostalgia uh, represented in a song called Do You Remember These by the Statler Brothers, that uh, I've always had a little bit of affection for them and for this particular song. And we uh, had some questions uh, about some uh, references in the song and more specifically about some references to your hit parade. Uh, John, did you tell me that Larry was the caller that was... Larry's the first caller, Tom. Okay, Larry, good evening. You're on WPTF. Hey, Tom. How you doing, bud? Uh, Fine. What do you know, Larry? Uh, I, um, I, I, call, I called uh, several years ago, but it's been a while. But um, I remember the hit parade well. And um, it wasn't Snooky Lanson, one of the singers Snooky Lanson there. was? That's right. And... Uh, uh, I think Giselle McKenzie, uh, Dorothy Collins, and I think they had one position that kind of rotated. It was different once. They had a yeah. small list, but, uh, but I think But the thing uh, about the hit parade, uh, there was, if somebody, if, if one of the songs was on uh, the number one for, you know, 10, 12 weeks, it got kind of boring, and they kind of ran out of ideas of how to present the song and the, right. and the arrangements, so... Uh, that was the downside, but I, I remember it was like a strike hit parade, and um, I, I used to enjoy watching it uh, very much. And uh, Well, good. Well, very quickly, because we've got other people waiting, but do you remember uh, the two things that I asked about the song, uh, This Old House? Uh, they had trouble representing it, but they came house. up with something. And another uh, song, The Naughty Lady of Shady Lane. Do you, you know anything about either one of those? Uh, uh, Naughty Lady of Shady Lane was uh, about a newborn baby, if I'm not mistaken. Right. She was, you, they, they, the way they sing it, it sounds like she's some sexy uh, Yes, she's only nine it, days old or something like that. She's only uh, nine days old, but all, everybody's in love with her already because when they push her around in her pram, all the guys yeah, get around. Yeah. I remember, I don't, I don't know, I remember the other question uh, about uh, the answer to that. But, okay, uh, this whole house. Okay, we'll try the next person. But Larry, thank you well, for coming back. Add, being let, me add, let me give you one more little uh, question about the uh, Statler Brothers. They used to have a routine, and I've got a, I had a record 
uh, an LP of them doing a Saturday morning radio show. Do right. you remember that? It was a comedy routine. Right. It it was, you know. And was uh, well, hold on, that's, that's the trivia question. What was, it was a bass singer with the Sattler Brothers that did the, uh, he was the kind of the uh, leader of the band. Well, that was hell. He's the one who died on the, uh, on the uh, comedy team. Do you hear me? I said that was Harold, and he's the one who died about two two weeks, uh, two months ago. He was the, yeah, the right. owner of the two brothers that was on there. But that those routines are really funny, and they they are a good takeoff on the thing that a lot of small towns radio stations had a Saturday morning oh, yeah, country yeah. program that featured local artists. And, and uh, so, but do you remember the? Uh, and this is a trivia question. Anybody that knows it, what was his name on the? Um, what part did he play uh, on the comedy routine? I do not remember that, but that, that's up in the air now, and anybody that can remember uh, when they did the comedy routine, the Stadler Brothers, uh, the bass singer, Harold, played the role, but what was his name? What was his name uh, as a yeah, character? And, and what was the name of the band that uh, they led? Oh, I ought to know that. I have known that, but I have forgotten it, so that allows some other folks to, to get in the game. Thanks, Larry. Yeah, man. Take care. Okay. okay, that's Larry. John, did you say we had a couple more people on the line? We have Tom from Raleigh. Tom, okay. Tom from Raleigh. Tom, good evening. How you doing? I'm doing fine, sir. How about yourself? Uh, I'm kicking. Well, kicking good. low, but I kick. <laughs> uh, you, I know you asked about this old house. That was about a guy that was dying, I think, if I remember right. correctly. Because I can remember seeing the doing the routine uh, with the lightning and flat, uh, walking about and all that. Yeah. Right. Uh, and he just wasn't going to repair the house anymore. He was tired and going something off the guy went. But, yeah. His, uh, his since Larry did it first. No, the singer was on uh, the hip parade was uh, Polly Bergen. Oh, I, I had forgotten that. Okay, yeah, she Morgan. was there before she was Pepsi Cola Girl. Okay, and the okay. routine it was something about road hogs, and I know Harold played the dobro uh, musical instrument he played when they did that routine, but I can't remember that. But I most of everything you ask, if you'll ask me again, because I don't remember some of the questions, I can tell you. Okay, uh, well, uh, when you said for the gold star. I forgot what it was, but you'd ask it again, I can tell you what it was. Well, I'll have to tell you that I have forgotten what it was now, too. <laughs> but uh, there's so well, much of this stuff. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I remember going to the old Gapel Theater in Raleigh uh, on Saturdays. And we, most of those kids went on Saturday mornings because they always run a, a Western, uh, and they did the Zero at Four, the Western. And that was the only theater in town that did that. But uh, they ran most of it. It was a B-grade, you know, all were B-grade. And most of what they ran was old Western movies. Well, were old back then, but they were Western movies. Uh, and Johnny McBrown, Lash LaRue, Whit Wilson, all that crap. But uh, the Saddle Brothers song got it nailed. That's okay. for sure. Road Hog Marone or something like that was what they called I can't remember. I don't think that's right, but that's close. But you got the... The right idea there. And, uh, right. Well, I'll have it, was to good, it was good talking to you. Uh, Thank you, Tom. But I can't remember the 
what that question was about the gold star that you were going to give. But I, I knew can't right either at this point, but uh, it may come back before the end of the show tonight. All of that stuff's still in my head. It's just running around uh, in, in different directions now. Well, that's what I tell people. i got too much uh, useless information running around my head all the time. <laughs> Our mind is like a whack-a-mole, you know, whichever one pops up. Exactly. Okay, Tommy, thank you. Uh, that's what age does for you. Okay. Yeah. And that's <laughs> persists, I can guarantee you that. Yeah, but we've still got some nostalgia. Yeah, you're about the same age I am, I think. Oh, yeah, we still got some nostalgia, though. And oh, thank yeah. you for joining us tonight. Take care. Yeah. Have a good that's the way it goes. Uh, we've got a couple of people who remember some of the things that... Uh, the Statler brothers are asking us to remember, and do you remember these? And that was a little confrontation with uh, the question of uh, remembering the uh, the uh, uh, hit parade. And uh, but, but there were some other things that uh, that needed to be remembered too. And I'm going to have to move the move the cursor down a little bit. But uh, Sadie Hawkins danced. Now I, I thought the last time we played a game like this. And we had the Sadie Hawkins dance. Nobody would get it, but but several people did get it. So, what is the Sadie Hawkins dance, and where does it come from? Where does that name for it come from? And also, in that particular line of the song, there is uh, asking you to remember Grape Truade. Now, was that the drink that uh, Radar on uh, Mash like? Was it Grape Truade or was it Grape Knee High? If you know, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. And uh, what was the Sadie Hawkins dance? And why is it called that and where did that come from? 919-860-WPTF. Uh, John, do we have anybody on the line right now? Tom, we have Lou from Rocky Mountain. We may need to hold him over after, before the news, after the news. Yeah. I mean. Okay. Well, let's start. I always like to hear from Lou. Lou? Good evening, and we'll hold you over because you always have good, good talk and good answers. But which ones do you remember, Lou? Hey, Tommy, you were just talking about, um, you know, the hit, the hit parade was a little before my time, but I definitely remember True Aid. But I remember it as an orange drink, and I don't recall it as a grape drink, although there may have been a grape version. But all I remember was that delicious uh, small bottle of orange. It was non-carbonated, and you could knock that back in about three seconds flat. I and think it was you. I, I, I had a lot of nerve to do this because you know a lot more about some of this stuff than I do. But I don't think it was True Aid that was was non-carbonated. There was a non-carbonated drink, and I remember oh, yeah, wrong it was True Aid was the one that was non-carbonated by okay. all means. It was okay. All right, I remember. If for some reason, the football coach in Goldsboro, where where I was, thought that carbonated beverages were not good for you, and so the, the football team was forbidden uh, for a time under this particular coach to drink uh, the uh, the true drink. And so, uh, uh, there I were the best orange drink was Suncrest. That was that a sounds- really good orange, but th- they had a great version, definitely. Suncrest did. Okay, now but, can but I stop? New this? grape, new grape was a good, a good grape drink too. New grape. Okay, hold on now, stop. Uh, we got, we need to check the news. You know about that, and then we'll come back. Okay, we'll come back with Lou right after this. Hold on. 
this uh, Tuesday night, September 1st, 2020. We're live and in real time, and we are being nostalgic and focusing on, well, a little bit of history contained in a song called Do You Remember These by the Statler Brothers. Uh, I will have to say one of my favorite groups and one of our favorite listeners, Lou, from uh, the far reaches of... uh, well, actually, I think he's in the close reaches of Edgecombe County, to tell you the truth, if I remember the way Exactly wrote, right. Try, you yeah, I'm on you the did. wrong side of the tracks. <laughs> uh, Tom, uh, did you were you saying that um, Polly Bergen was part of the Statler's uh, Comedy Act? No, uh, the, the last listener, and I, I, I go by the listeners, I don't disagree unless I have a reason to, said that one of the singers on the Your Hit Parade show, Dorothy Collins, uh, Giselle McKenzie, um, etc. was, he said, Polly Bergen at one time. Uh-huh. Well, I and just I, remember Polly Bergen, um, she had quite a career, but she was also um, a Zaya Festival queen in Wilmington um, in the late 50s or early 60s. Um, Polly Bergen was the Azalea queen, but I think our, her standout role, as far as I'm concerned, was the 1962 black and white film, Cape Fear, when she played Gregory Peck's wife, and Robert Mitchum uh, was the heavy in that, Max Cady, and when he cornered Polly Bergen on that houseboat out in the swamp, that was one of the tensest, most sexually charged scenes you're ever going to see on film. It was downright terrifying, and uh, anybody that's seen that movie will certainly recall uh, that particular scene. Of course, Martin Scorsese did a tribute and made another Cape Fear with De Niro and Jessica Lange and Nick Nolte, but uh, the original was obviously uh, the better, as as it always is. The original is always the best. <laughs> you wonder sometimes why they even bother. But uh, didn't, she end, up ma- didn't she end up uh, choosing the right guy to marry or something like that? I'm saying somebody, somebody with a lot of cash, and so she didn't yeah, I mean, have to work. You know, it's like, why bother to, to remake some of these things? Because you're, you're never going to outdo the original, especially that remake of Psycho. That that was pathetic with Vince Vaughn. Why would anybody even attempt that? <laughs> you know? Well, you're not well, gonna I don't, even, I don't actually don't even think about that. I can't even work up a, a, a regret about that, because Psycho is my favorite uh, whatever... Uh, horror movie or whatever you I saw it one time when I was in high school when I was a senior when it came out and I have not have not wanted to see it since then I just it kind of did the job on me uh, of course yeah, a lot of that's, that's in your that's head true. some movies are, are so riveting that once is enough and that that certainly could be one of them that shower scene you know yeah, where we, Hitchcock intentionally hit her with ice cold water from the shower uh, nozzle just so he, it would she would give that reaction on camera, and uh, it was. Well, I'm trying amazing. to think of it. I was watching a movie the other day, and the people in the movie that I was watching were watching Psycho. In fact, I think it was an episode, God help me, of uh, Murder She Wrote, uh, and they were thinking about remaking it, and Jessica was involved in it. But it's the scene where. The guy's walking up the stairs, uh, and he's a great character actor, and I just can't think of his name right now, and uh, somebody takes a knife to him. I guess it's uh, Anthony who, who does that, but he falls backward down the stairs. Uh, I'm getting so I can remember everything about actors except their names, and uh, this is the guy that used to be on uh, 
uh, with uh, uh, Carol O'Connor on Archie Bunker's place. They jointly owned it, and I can't remember his name. He also was in, in Little Big Man. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, Lou, but if you haven't, you should. Cause this particular Hoffman, yeah. Mm-hmm. This particular actor, every time he shows up in the movie, one more piece of him is missing. An arm, a leg, an eye, you know, that kind of <laughs> yeah, it, well, I tell you, I, I think we strayed a little bit from Statler Brothers, but nonetheless, uh, you connect the dots, and you're always, uh, that's the way it is with show business, you keep connecting the dots, but I'll let you get back to your nostalgia. Okay, hold on Statler just a Brothers. second. I always remember uh, Flowers on the Wall, that was a huge hit. Oh yeah, and it was a crossover kind of hit. Well, yeah. I, I was going to say, uh, uh, this, I, actually, this is my program, so I guess I can do whatever I want to on it, and we can call it whatever whatever we want to. And we can, in fact, we'll call it the Tom and Lou Show if you want to. Uh, but, <laughs> well, it has been for the last five minutes anyway. It's always right. good to talk to you, Tom. I want you to know, I'm going to warn you, I looked you up on the International whatever data, database, international movie database, and so... I've got some got some stuff on you now, okay? Well, yeah, did, did you ever get that ABC News sounder um, disc with all the news sounders on it that I sent you around Christmas? Uh, yes, I did. You know what happened, though, is that one of the things, you know, I broke my leg not long after that, and it was in the car for three months, and it hadn't even been opened because I, I, I did not know I was going to break my leg or I would have opened it earlier in the day. But anyway, I... I I've got that, and I need to share it with Tony Rigsby now. That's what I need oh, to yeah, it's got every news sounder that was used by ABC Radio from 1962 to 1984, and lots of CBS uh, stuff on there as well. So I'm y'all really to, enjoy it. I'm trying to think of the guy who used to do the news on the morning, a young guy from Shelby, North Carolina. And uh, uh, he, well, he that, was... That a, wasn't Don Gardner, was it? No, Don Gardner was he was the older guy. He'd been around a long time. Uh, I'll think of this guy's name, but he was at Wake Forest when I was, and he worked for a radio station in Shelby. and And my job was to teach him how to run the board, and he knew a hell of a lot more about running the board than I did. So I just we just sat around and shot the ball during the period that I was well, supposed. You're, to be. you're really lucky to have John. I mean, he, he's he's an excellent producer. You know it. Oh, well, he, yeah, he's, he's learned that we've been together about 16 or 17 years now, and he's, he's wow, learned he's a lot. Wow, he's got it and, down all right. John's yep. a heck of a nice guy, and he's a good screener for you, too. Well, I'll well, let you I, get under more calls, Tom, but you have a great night, and we'll talk to you later. Until tell your uh, brother, Stephen, we all said hello. Okay, Lou, thanks a lot. Thank Lou you. is definitely a member of our radio family, and we always have a good time. To be a member of our radio family, by the way, you only have to do one thing, and that is call in. And the more often you call in, the more solid a member you are of the family. And what we're doing tonight and what Lou and I were talking about is some of the background of people uh, on the uh, Your Head Parade and uh, involved in the description, a little bit of historical description, of a Statler Brothers song called Do You Remember These? It's, It's kind of our way of pushing ourselves off into a little bit of nostalgia for things that go back to the 1950s. Our telephone number is 919-860-9783-941. John, is anybody on the line that we should pay attention to? Uh, We have no one at this time. Okay, now let's go back to where we were 
I do want to say that I still want an answer from somebody as to what Sadie Hawkins Day was. Well, why was it called that, and where, where did that uh, name for it come from? It, it, it had some place of origin, origin, and Sadie Hawkins was a day that was observed every year, but you have to tell me what it was, 919-860-9783. And we should, John, pick up uh, right after Sadie Hawkins Day uh, and, and the Sadie Hawkins dance. What was that all about? So if you can find pedal pushers and ducktail hair, we'll listen to the Statler Brothers for a few seconds. Pedal pushers, ducktail hair, and begging your pants. Howdy doody, tooty fruity, the seam up the back of her hose. Okay, let's stop ah, right there. Let's stop right there. John, John, let's stop right there. The seam up the back of her hose. Some lady could be a gentleman. Some lady ought to be able to tell us uh, the significance of that in terms of history, the history of the 1950s. I think I know, but it would be better if it, someone else could present it. And let's go back to the other things that, uh, that the Statler brothers uh, brought up. Pedal pushers, ducktail hair. There are some people, actually, who will not know uh, what ducktail hair is. And... Uh, uh, pegging your pants. I actually had to look that up. I remember having pegged pants, but I do not, did not, could not have given you a description of it. I'm not sure I can do that now, but I would like to hear your description of what pegged pants were all about. Some of the really cool people out there, particularly the cool guys, will be able to tell us what pegged pants are. The telephone number is 919-860-9783, 919 860 one of the lines in the song is just Howdy Doody. Howdy Doody was a kind of an iconic television presentation, and uh, we got to talk a little bit about it the last time we did this, and some of our callers found out who Buffalo Bob was. If you heard that program, you can just come back and tell us who Buffalo Bob was. 919-860-9783. We'll be back. 948. WPTF Radio, the Tom Kearney Show, for Tuesday night, September 1st, in the year 2020. John, we're not getting any feedback on the uh, on the line here, so I'm, I'm beginning to wonder if, if we're getting through. We have um, Anthony from Broadway, Tom. Okay, I wasn't getting any feedback on the line. I'm sorry. Anthony, good evening. You're on WPTF. Hey, how are you doing, Tom? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. What's on your mind tonight? I'm doing fine. That gentleman you couldn't think of in Psycho was Martin Balsam. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the, the names are all still in my head. They're just not where they used to be. But Martin you, Balsam is, a, of course, you, you know, a great character actor. And, he was, and uh, you were correct. He uh, teamed up with Carol O'Connor on Archie Bunker's place. They were kind of like the co-owner of this uh, bar that... Uh, they had done after uh, Edith's character died off. Right, exactly. And I think Archie was kind of the the Catholic uh, interest in New York, and, and Martin Boston was the Jewish interest, uh, if, if I remember correctly. That may not be exactly right, but anyway, I, I always enjoyed him, and I particularly, as I said, enjoyed him in the movie Little Big Man because he he was the, the guy that originally uh, captured the, the children of one of whom would, would be Dustin Hoffman, and, and right. he would change throughout the movie. And every time that Martin Balsam reappeared, 
another part of him was gone. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, That's too funny. It's, it's, uh, well, the great line in that movie is is when the when the uh, the old Indian goes out to uh, commit. He's where he's going to die. And what does what does he tell his grandson Dustin Hoffman? I can't remember. Some days the magic works, and some days it doesn't. Oh, I just... he's flying in. It rains all over him, but he never does die. But uh, that that is a really good movie, and uh, and uh, it presents. Um, well, you just need. I won't try to describe it. It presents Custer in a way that you probably would enjoy seeing him, because uh, that's well, I, where. It, I, I feel like I was living in Groundhog Day because you mentioned Howdy Doody, and that's what I talked to you about last time in the middle right. of that song. And yeah, you said, I, I, I didn't know that, but I know you and I did talk about it, and, and you described the, the last words, and uh, I think uh, Bob Keeshan was well, the actually, last line. Actually, uh, Bob Keeshan had got off of that show, but that time... Uh, but Clarabelle, whoever was playing Clarabelle the Clown, said goodbye, boys and girls, uh, goodbye, and it faded to black. But he had been on Captain Kangaroo since 1955. So uh, this show went off the air, uh, Had It Duty, on September 24, 1960. And it was the first TV show that went off with a conclusion to it. I that it wasn't going to be picked up somewhere. Well, I know I saw the first episode of... Captain Kangaroo in 1955, and uh, as I said the other night, I was a little old, but I, I loved anything about television, and I loved the idea of seeing the, the debut of a show, and, and there was the captain with the uh, with his big pockets in his, in his coat. I had a chemistry professor at Wake Forest who was just like Bob Keeshan, and he sometimes would wear a coat with big pockets, and we called him Captain Kangaroo. I think he kind of enjoyed it. The other thing about him that you want to know, and you'll appreciate this, is he was one of the inventors of napalm. So you have to watch out for people that play Captain Kangaroo. Um, there's something about Captain Kangaroo I wanted to tell you. Now, I didn't see all episodes because I was in public school, but I did see this one. It was in 1963. Bob Keeshan was sick and couldn't be there, and this guy comes out and says, well, the captain can't be here today, he's sick. The guy who substituted for that day was Alan Ludden, who did Password. Ah, uh, Betty White's husband. Betty White's husband. They yeah. were filming Password and Captain Kangaroo in the same studio at West 57th Street, New York, and I guess they asked uh, Alan, hey, can you sub for the captain? And he said, yeah, let's do it. And no then I saw these horn rim glasses. I said, I know you. You're on password. <laughs> that's wonderful. I've never heard that before. I'm, I'm, I'm going to remember that particular story. That's, that's really that's, good. That's the only time I ever remember Bob Keeshan not being on there. It was either the spring or the fall of 63. I can't remember, but I was watching it on an old black and white TV set, and I said, whoa, the captain's not here today? What's up with that? And... Uh, that's when Alan Ludden appears out of the uh, shadows. Yeah, he had, was the, I think, in the, the, uh, the, what am I trying to say, the the test master or whatever for uh, the college. Uh, uh, college bowl game. College bowl game, yeah, exactly. Yes, sir. Until he, I think he ultimately passed away while he was doing that, as a matter of fact. But, uh, but Benny is still with us and so on. Okay. That's right. 
Do you want to answer one of our questions or anything else we've got to have duty? I don't know anything about, uh, oh gosh, Sadie Hawkins dance. I, I'm oblivious to that. And uh, that thing about pants, I don't know about that either. Well, you, well, you, that you, you ought to know the thing about the Sadie Hawkins dance because it was the, probably the most favorite for a few years um, cartoon. Uh, comic that was in the, the newspapers was Al Capp's uh, thing, uh, uh, and uh, I'm trying to remember it now. Uh, uh, but in any event, oh, you're uh, talking about Little Abner, Little Abner, and one of the things that could happen in Little Abner was the girls could ask the boys to go to the dance. Okay, uh, and you know the world was a lot more proper then, and the, there was one guaranteed day per year, Sadie Hawkins Day, when the girls got to ask the boys. And that was the day of the City Hawkins dance. So that's that's where that comes from. I got but it. You, you you should take uh, now that you've got some time on your hands. You should take take it and look up pedal pushers and particularly pegging your your pants. And you know what ducktail duck hair was, don't you? I do on that. I think swept swept back on and maybe a little grease on it to hold it in place. Uh, the kind of thing that would lead uh, them to name a movie about uh, rock and rollers grease. Uh, you know the, the the popular thing that uh, right was made in yeah. the 80s. That's that the, the, the one uh, guy would want his hair to be either a flat top where you'd use butch wax, or you would have grease uh, to to make it look swift back. I can what? remember this. I, I didn't do any of this because my hair isn't suitable to do either one of those. Well, I had butch uh, grease put in my head one time, and that was it. No more of that stuff. Oh no, no, yeah. I, I, I it's like the film. old commercial, that greasy kid stuff. No, no, that's what that devil do you. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I want to thank you for joining us tonight. It is time for us to go, but uh, take care and don't forget we, we'll be back later this week. Okay. No problem. Have a good okay. time. Thank you. Bye. That's Anthony from uh, Broadway, and I think we're just about out of time here. And I'm looking down at the clock here which I had turned away from me. But uh, we're going to be departing here in about 10 seconds. And uh, we'll thank you for helping us make nostalgia out of the Stadler Brothers. And do you remember these? We'll be back tomorrow night to talk about automobile maintenance.